Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that follow my talk about the weapon system. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. Basically, the point I made in my talk was that we need to bring back elemental primaries. I didn't feel like they represented the weapon system changes as accurately as they should have. Showing us putting on three shotguns didn't wasn't necessarily uh, about the freedom we would be getting it was it was kind of a sleight of hand because nobody's going to run three shotguns it felt like they were trying to give us an impression that you would have that level of freedom that we don't have so many primary weapons in the energy slot feel stranded and i think they could do a lot with modifiers and making things difficult in the end game if we could run three elements again an elemental hand cannon for example up here in the kinetic slot i don't feel anybody has made a good case against this Uh, This would mean more weapon grind, more reason to run for certain weapons, uh, more perks on weapons, uh, more modifiers in endgame content. There would be so much more in the game. We would net more. Uh, I don't know why people would argue against having more to do, more to chase, uh, and more dynamics in the game, just running different loadouts and feeling different, since so many of the exotic power weapons are solar. So, let's jump into the questions. Uh, Brostafa. Do you think that joining a Gambit Crucible game midway through should count against your uh, or for your progress? Uh, I, you must not know the answer to this because this has already been addressed by Bungie. Mid Going into games midway, if you lose, it does not count as a loss against your streak. Now, I don't know about it counting as a loss for points. It probably does, but I don't, think it, I don't know in comp how that works. In Gambit, you don't lose your streak if you go into an in-game, uh, a pro- in- in-progress game. Uh, same with Crucible. SMH, how would you feel about explosive rounds on auto rifles? Um, I mean, you can get into what I call the theater of the absurd, where you make guns just kind of silly. But I do think auto rifles are in kind of a weird place in PvE. Uh, other than like a slow-firing one like the Half Dan... It's difficult to use an auto rifle in endgame content. Um, I don't know if explosive rounds are the answer, but they could certainly do things to auto rifles, both with respect to their perk pool or maybe just how they do damage in general. They could do some intrinsic things, I don't know, uh, to make auto rifles maybe more viable in PvE. Um, So, I I definitely think explosive rounds could be a way, just because it would be kind of wild, right? Uh, you just have to be careful. And again, every time we have these discussions and things of, and, oh, they could do this to guns, they could do that to guns. Oh man! And then PVP kind of rears its ugly head and is like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, you can't do that. It's gonna break PVP. So, tribal two. What about giving different enemy races inherent resistances or weaknesses to certain elements? The Vex could be weak to Arc, Cabal resistant to, sol- to Solar. Then it becomes a choice of the right primary for the job with special and power weapons still dealing damage to bosses. I mean, that's another thing they could do. The only thing, the only potential problem there is that a lot of strikes utilize different enemy types. So then that's just one more thing for you to remember while you're playing. Oh, like this is a Cabal. He's going to resist my solar. This is a Vex. He's going to be susceptible to Arc. Because they use... It's not like you go through a strike and it's all one enemy type. There's usually a mixed bag. So, I like this, but I'm also worried that it would add a layer of complexity 
that wouldn't be exciting or fun it would just be frustrating right i think sometimes you can add mechanics or layers that are just frustrating and that's what prism was right prism went away for one simple reason it just wasn't fun it was just irritating and do you want to know why it was irritating you didn't have an elemental primary elemental secondary and an elemental heavy system set up like you did in d1 prism would have been so much fun in the traditional d1 setup it just it would have it would have been awesome so and bringing back rainbow burn too like uh, prism i think would be a great great way to showcase this uh if they brought it back pharaoh if you could get bungie to add or change one thing when the black armory comes out what would it be this would probably be the hill i would die on bring back the true the true d1 system of elemental primary uh so we can have all three elements only serve one purpose and that's shield popping so the perk pool could get cooler they could do cooler things with nightfalls they could make nightfalls harder um you know they could do a lot if they did this um outside of that if they were like no there's no way we can do that lono I would say, okay, well then how about this? Um, How about this? We really need a ton more perks and perk diversity to shake up the established order. Because there's just not enough perks diversity in the game. There's just not enough, you know, perk depth. We're all just basically hunting for the same things on the same basic guns. And I think that could go through a change as well. Um... Or, at the very least, if you're not going to let us have our traditional system, at least let me move like my horror's least. Let me run this in the kinetic slot and just take the element away if I do that. Right? Hit the boss from the side. Okay. Let me throw that horror's least up into the kinetic slot. At the very least, let me do that. And then let me not have the element on it. You know? Give me the freedom that you hinted at and promised in that, in that stream. You know, we 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 don't have that freedom right now. We just don't. There are not enough traditional secondary weapons in the energy slot. There's not enough of them. There simply isn't. So energy primaries just get kind of left in the in the dustbin for most people. Sergi, could we have exotic primaries with an elemental burn right now, which would be different than being overpowered? I just feel like this is a half measure. This is a half measure. Because you're never going to feel like having, let's say they bring back the Zalo Supercell, okay? You're almost never going to feel like having the Zalo Supercell is worth putting down Thunderlord or any of the other exotics. Like, oh, I have an element. Like, neat, right? Like, <laughs> you that's not enough to, to put down other exotics. It wasn't enough in D1 when they did it. Like, it just, it was more of a nostalgic, like, ooh, I can get a freight, I can get and use a fate bringer again, you know? All right, let's pr- pray for Outlaw Rampage. Zen with snapshot. Accurized rounds. Dang it. We're getting one about... I feel like we're getting one about every five nightfalls now with the the increased drop rate when you don't get one. Uh, 
But didn't you say earlier that when you max level and reach endgame content that you should feel powerful? I think current D2 is a good example of that. I would like more to grind though. No, we don't feel broke. We don't feel powerful in the endgame of D2. We feel broken. We're, I, I don't feel powerful. I feel broken. When I got to the end game and I was max light level and I went into the King's Fall raid, do you know what I couldn't do? I couldn't bypass mechanics by sheer brute force. I couldn't. Other than other than like Golgoroth. And if you got to one phase War Priest, but you still had to do the mechanics, right? There's mechanics in the the Morgeth fight that you can ignore. You can ignore the mechanics at Kali. Uh, you can ignore the mechanics at Riven. You can cheese 50% of the Last Wish raid. It's more like 66% to 70% because you can't really count. Like, Queen's Walk isn't really a hard in, like encounter. Like, you're not really doing anything. You're just walking and killing ads. Right? We're, like, we're so strong that we're, like, we're breaking content, basically. Right? We're literally breaking content. You just don't do any of this stuff. You couldn't just bypass mechanics in Wrath or Kingsfall just because you were max level. You see what I'm saying? Just by sheer brute force, you're just like, yeah, you don't got to do any of this crap. Just do lots of damage. I think much of Riven was designed during the era of double primary. And now that we don't have double primary... We're, we're so strong that Riven doesn't touch us. The only way they made Riven strong, and let's be honest here, Riven was only strong when they Delta scaled us. Right? Riven was only challenging when we were Delta scaled. Now, oh, but other raids got easier with time. I don't know. I always felt like Wrath of the Machine and King's Fall were tough. They were still tough, especially King's Fall. The window of failure was easy it was easy to fail at King's Fall. You fall off a thing, you're done. That's why people kind of didn't like it, right? That's where Just Wipe came from. Just Wipe, Just Wipe, Just Wipe, right? So, the, I, I would say we're, we're, we're so strong now. And I don't fault Bungie for this. I would much rather have the system we have now than the system we had before with Double Primary. I just think Bungie needs an opportunity to create endgame content that's truly built for where we are now I don't think they've built endgame content for how strong we are yet I don't think anything in the game right now is designed for how strong we are now that we need we need to, to go a little further down the you know kick the ball a little bit further down the field so and so I don't fault Bungie for that they threw everything at us, the kitchen sink. I mean, they gave us a ton to do, right? They gave us a ton to do and a ton to have. And so when people are like, oh, we'll be too strong, Lono, if you give us elemental kinetics. Like, what, what do you mean? Nothing's hard right now. If they do this, it would justify new new ways to make things difficult, new modifiers, new dynamics to the gameplay, new things to chase, new things to grind for. Because right now, I like I said, we are still living in the shadow of double primary. Both the content itself in its design and our loadouts and what we can use and how we can use it, we are still living in the shadow of double primary. Like, you'll never convince me that we aren't. <laughs> you'll never convince me that we aren't. Enjoying the talks. Don't let them make you rage. Thank you, Affliction, for two months in a row. Welcome back. Thanks for using your primes up here. 
Last which would be more exciting if you had to go through all the mechanics. Most people I've raided with uh, have never even killed Riven legitimately. Right, you don't have to kill Riven legitimately. You don't have to engage with the stun mechanic in Morgeth. You can bypass all of the plate mechanics at Kali. Just kill her, kill her with Thunderlord and then finish her off with Ikelos. It's just... <laughs> we're, too, we're, we're too strong for the content. So, a full court press would be to retool the weapon system to add more freedom, more you know, dynamics and, and, and veracity, and then also do the same with the content itself. TJ Bolin, how creative do you think Bungie can get with gun mods to keep things balanced? Um, you could start to develop mods within the gun types, right? What if there was a gun mod for auto rifles that increased reload, but if you reloaded too early in the clip, it would like make the clip really small. So like a 30, like a 36 round auto rifle. If you reload too early in the clip, like those call of duty heads, like me, like you just, you, I got to reload now. I got to reload now. There'd be a little bit of a punishment. It would, it would refill it with less ammo, but it would be a really, really fast mod, right? Well, that mod's not going to work all that well on other weapon types because it's it's specifically designed for an auto rifle, right? You could do a hand cannon one where the the lower you get on the gun, the faster the reload. So like a version of alloy, you know how if you empty the gun, right? Alloy refills it really, really fast. Well, you could do it like the lower you get, the faster the reload gets. Um... And the stronger you get like an unstable reload where like the gun's stronger, like, oh, I got all the way down to like two and it reloads faster and I get like an over, like a slightly overcharged mag, right? Oh, crucible people are going to dump their mag. Maybe it only works if you're actively doing damage or something, or maybe it's only applicable uh, maybe it only procs in PvE environments or something. I don't know. I'm literally just coming up with ideas off the top of my head. Um, you know, fusion rifles. You could do a mod where uh, uh, if you hit enough percentage of the of the cone on an enemy, whether it's a kill or not a kill, lethal or not, it uh, it increases the fire rate and the damage of the next shot. So, like, if you if you really get in there and barrel stuff with a um, with a fusion rifle and you land like 70% of the cone on somebody next shot comes out faster and is stronger right and you do the same thing with the next shot and the next shot and it stacks up to like four times you could make fusion rifles really really freaking strong with that as a mod why not just make that a perk you could make that a perk I don't know I'm just throwing ideas out off the top of my head to make some of the other weapon types more exciting than they are now add a skill gap that you know you get rewarded if you use the weapon properly uh portante double primary uh special double primary double special is actually fun and is viable in crucible and high level pve such as running the heart with shotgun sniper and 1000 voices uh do you do you think this is an upgrade from D1 system overall? Because the worst is D1 system. Because uh, at worst, it's D1 system still in D2. And your question is, ve- I'm sorry, bud, is it is very poorly written. Um, it's I'm, 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 I want to understand your question. Um, 
I'm going to push back on double primary and double special being fun um, and say it's not necessarily viable. And I'm not necessarily saying you shouldn't be able to run double primary or double shot or, or double special. What I'm saying is they built the game and the weapons and the perks around double primary at launch and we're living in that shadow. We're living in that shadow. So I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to run that. Uh, T-Funk, if they gave us three elemental weapons, it would make easier content easy. Uh, what can they do to make us weaker or make content harder? See, this again is, I'm going to keep coming back to that Ori in the Blind Forest example of if you empower me to be really, really dope, you can now feel justified in making the content a little bit harder. Or adding things that say it's a trade-off, right? Yeah, sure. It's arc burn, man. You go right ahead and run that arc primary. But, uh... You're gonna take more damage when you run an arc primary from arc. Kind of like the, uh... A reverse of arc conductor. They could do... that. See, again, boom. Another modifier. Another modifier. You could call it, um... You could call it, uh... something like danger close or something right what if what if whenever you run an elemental gun whatever the element is whether it's solar void or arc and wherever the location of the gun is this could be a modifier on on strikes and nightfalls that when you pull that out it's like a it's like a bad version of arc amplifier like you take more damage from arc when you have an arc weapon out Right? Like, I do more damage in the Dreaming City, but I take more damage kind of a thing. Right? So now you're like, I don't know if I want to pull out my arc weapon right now. I know I could pop that guy's shield. These guys are all shooting me with arc. Right? And it could have, like, a cut both ways kind of a thing. Like, if you're getting shot with arc, but you have a void or a solar weapon out, then you resist arc. That would, be again, be something cool to add, like, we've never played a version of Destiny like that. Where, all right, these arc guys aren't too bad right here. I'm not gonna pull out my arc weapon. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my void weapon because they're all just spamming arc at me. But I'm gonna pull it out whenever I, you know this guy comes around the corner with a shield or whatever. Right? You create that that different style of gameplay around the difficulty and around the power. Right? Call it arcs bane. You can just call it element bane or something. You could just call it you know, overcharge bane or something. I don't know where you're basically, you're pulling out arc and it creates an arc charge around you that channels arc to you, right? It's almost like a lightning rod. Same with void and solar. If you pull out a solar gun and you're getting hit with solar, you're going to take more damage while doing more damage, but it's real. It's in relation to the gun that you're pulling out. It's a double-edged sword burn, right? You could just call it double-edged sword. Yeah. Stabbing King, do you think that simply adding special weapons in the kinetic slot that are worth crap, uh, that are worth a crap, I'm sorry, will fix the issue? If we had an Ikelos shotgun of the kinetic slot, uh, I believe that this discussion would be a lot shorter. They just need to add more special weapons and add value to both slots. I think what you're saying is a solution to a, a bigger problem. My My issue with the weapon system... Uh, is twofold, right? The energy weapon problem would be solved by what you're saying, 
but I still feel like not having an element on my primary weapon, I just don't feel like that's a needed thing anymore. They did it in D1 because I guess they just they weren't prepared to put an element on every single gun, and so they were like, let's just punt and get rid of elements on the primary of you know primary weapons. So you know, I we're 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 still we're still living with that punt. I just don't feel like that was the right call. That's not as big of a deal as like what you're getting at. What you're getting at is what I talked about in my other video, right? Which is the energy weapon problem. If there were way more shotguns I could put on that were kinetic, if snipers and fusions weren't terrible, and you could also have them in the kinetic, which it'd be a little weird to have a fusion rifle in the kinetic, but whatever. Um if they weren't terrible, then you could have more diversity in your loadouts, right? Like I'm running a I'm running a Badlander, and I don't feel like I'm significantly nerfed because Arc Burn is on. So running my Igalash shotgun is nice, but it's just fun to have a different shotgun. It would be even more fun to have a fusion rifle in that slot and not feel like it's terrible, or a sniper rifle, and not feel like it's terrible. You know, sniper rifles in PVE and fusion rifles just feel awful. And then I have my idea for energy SMGs, like, you know, have the SMG ammo, so it has way less ammo, but increase its damage in PvE, just so it feels more like an energy weapon. Uh, Dragon Tat says, do you think adding an intrinsic dragonfly perk on energy primary weapons to give them a fighting chance to compete with EP Shoddy? I mean... You could certainly do something. I don't know if that would do much, though. I mean, I have Dragonfly on some energy weapons, and I'm not pulling them out. You know? I'm not pulling them out. You see, it's like, well, I'm gonna... I'm gonna pull out this Nation of Beasts because it has Dragonfly. Well, I mean, who the frick cares? It's not that great of a weapon because of. It's a good weapon, but it's not that great of a weapon because of the alternatives you can use as a secondary weapon with it. Why keep Telesso as energy and move Tractor to power? Well, if Tractor Cannon was an energy weapon, uh, you'd have an ammo problem, and you could debuff stuff a lot easier to void, and then use void power weapons uh, on top of what, the, you know, the debuff of the Tractor Cannon. And Telesto is only a problem in PvP. So Telesto just needs to use power we- power ammo in PvP. It's a one-hit kill weapon. Treat it like one. Geritol. I apologize if you've already said this, Lono. Uh, I was in a meeting, but what if they brought back certain exotic primaries as Elemental like Zalo Supercell? That was fun, Arcburn. Yeah, I talked about this just a bit ago, too, because we had a question. I just feel like it's a half measure. It's just a half measure. And then I don't feel like people would end up using the gun almost ever. You know? I just don't feel like anybody would use the gun. Because all the other exotics in the game are just so much better. So. I like the idea, but it just it just felt like such a half measure even in D1. Frank Epic. If we move back to the weapon system of D1, will we have to get rid of the elements on primary energy weapons? As you remember in Vanilla 1, uh, primary elemental weapons were the go-to, and it was a must. 
Uh, it wasn't a problem, but if we used to limit the development team uh, on how they could create instances. The main question, will the problem like the vanilla D1 faces rear its head? No, because every every primary could have an, ener- an element on it. Right? It's not going to make us too strong because right now you can run an elemental primary and pop shields with it. Right? That's all you're doing with the element is popping shields. Like, try to remember that. In, like, try to remember that. All you're doing is popping shields. So the real question is, and when you can pop shields with your primary, do you suddenly feel like nothing is difficult and it's super easy? No. Like, oh, I can use my Nation of Beasts and pop that arc shield. That doesn't change anything, really. It doesn't change the content. It doesn't make the content ridiculously easy. And, I mean, if every primary gets an element, it doesn't matter. It's not going to restrict your loadout either. Uh, Greg Grogson. What happened to... We want to be uh, impressive to see someone at max power in the tower. Well, initially that was true. Max power in the tower, that first, like, three to four weeks was rare. You just get such a, an unfair sampling when you watch Twitch and stuff. You get a really unfair sampling. Max power was, was not achieved by a lot of the player base at the rate that, like, streamers and hardcore players hit it. Uh, Juicebox, not really a question, but please, Bungie, do not give us energy primaries that are exotic like you did in Age of Triumph, because nobody will use them over Sleeper Whisper 1K voices. Yeah, add Thunderlord to that mix now. <laughs> Seeing more Wayfair nowadays? Yeah, the titles are pretty impressive. I'm actually more closer to Wayfair than I thought. Uh, Angel Hunter, what's your input overall on how they change things with enhancement cores? That uh, no one that said I was wrong, no one that publicly insulted me and... Uh, and engaged in the discussion like a child. No one's going to ap- apologize and admit that I was right, but I was right. <laughs> I was right. The, the scales, but they didn't even need to make the change. They didn't even need to make the change. The scales have already tipped for people that play a lot. I have 71. I mean, it just you're just getting enhancement cores like so much easier now. The scales tip. Like, attaching enhancement cores to infusion wasn't necessary, and eventually, you don't infuse anymore, so you end up with a a, a stock, like, a stockpile of enhancement cores, right? Even more so now, right? You took two, you took two actions in the game that are completely different, and you tied them to the same economic source, and it was contradictory and illogical, and it created a strain and a problem that once addressed, guess what? Everybody's going to get way, way more enhancement cores than they need, which makes master working easier, which takes away that sense of investment and grind, and this is a capstone to my gear. Wrong per usual, yeah. I, like, I told everybody, I was like, listen, listen. Being able to masterwork weapons is better? Right, but like, uh, again, they're completely different actions. Masterworking a piece of gear is meant to be a capstone. 
right? It's like, this is the best role. I'm going to masterwork this better devils, right? This is the best piece of, like, this hand can- this hand cannon reloader, heavy ammo finder gloves. These are what I'm going. I'm going to invest in these, right? That is a capstone. Infusion, infusion is not about leveling. It's not about capstone. It's not about investment. Infusion is about player volition. Man, as I'm leveling up, I would really like to use this gun that I got instead of this stupid sidearm or this stupid edge transit. I would really like to use this instead. Yeah, go get the wanted bounties from Spider, and anytime one of these shows up, right here, do it. Do it. Like, the, the, the those are called scrapper bounties. When you dismantle guns and a bounty pops up. Those all give you them as well. Like, again, I... It, we've had these discussions before and people disagree with me on the outset and sure, you know, you get clicks and likes and, and claps on the back, ha ha ha, Lono's wrong. And then a couple months goes by and everyone sees that I'm not wrong, right? It, like the initial Masterwork drop rate whenever they introduced Max, Masterworks way back when was so unbelievably stupidly low that it didn't register and nobody cared about it. Oh no, it's a good grind. A week later, nobody was grinding for Masterworks. Nobody was doing any of that. Nobody was engaging with the content that they praised. Why? Well, it's not relevant anymore. It's not relevant for that glib fake positivity to get clicks and likes, right? So everybody changes their tune a week later. The same thing happened with Prestige Leviathan. Oh no, it's good. The Prestige Leviathan's well designed. It's awesome. A week later, nobody's running Prestige Leviathan, and they verbally and vocally were heard saying, no, it's crap, it's doo-doo, it's not good, it's not fun. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's the same scenario here. You're tipping, the scales tip, man. The scales start to tip. It's like, eventually you're not infusing stuff anymore, so you have way more masterwork cores than you need, so now masterworking gear is less costly, and it doesn't matter, and it doesn't even feel like, it doesn't feel like it's difficult like it should. Right? So... We, oh yeah, we have an open slot if anybody feels like grinding for the Warden's Law. So, plain as day, I said I said tying these two actions, Infusion and Masterwork, to one economy is going to create pain on one end of the spectrum. And if you solve the pain of inaccessibility, then the scales will tip because the players that start to hit max level and are infusing a lot less suddenly have tons of Masterwork cores, so mastery and masterworking an item is way easier than it was initially conceived of. I've been masterworking at a pretty decent clip, still have over 300 cores. Yeah, it just... <laughs> it was a, it was a terrible argument, and it was more about defending ideas and positions than defending good game design. It, it was more about that. It was more about that. The economic pain of infusing didn't hit hardcore players because they had materials and legendary shards and glimmer coming out of their ears. So the only way they made infusion feel like painful for a hardcore player was to make it oh you got to use masterwork cores enhancement cores right it was such a biased argument it was so insanely bias laden it was like the average player is gonna feel the legendary shard planetary materials and glimmer pain of infusion they're gonna feel that pain you're not feeling that pain and you're just arguing from bias it was that argument was just i was horrible it was horrible borquin do you think that the Black Armory maybe Bungie's quote-unquote fix to the effective power of weapons in the sandbox add more weapons with viability? Oh, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Like, 
if if they could please please give us more more and cooler perks like that'd be great that'd be really 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 great because i am like it oh use whatever you want lono yeah but i want to grind for stuff and then feel like yeah dude this is a great loadout instead of yeah dude this is not as good of a loadout as this thing that i've had for 10 months <laughs> so uh roy skillets should nightfalls be turned into mini raids um i want to say yes but i want to qualify what i'm going to say like i don't think nightfalls should be mechanically complex like a raid but it should be a it should be a ringer man it should be like you should you should really get taken to the you know to the cleaners if you're not you know playing smart with your team you know oh well you can make it really hard with the burn card i mean ultimately how am i going to make a nightfall hard with the, with a challenge card how all right oh well lono you could do this 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 and this and this and then it's really hard okay answer me this why is it hard because you made everything else strong and you made yourself weak boring boring that is such a freaking dialed in played out here's how we make content hard choice that philosophy i'm sick of that philosophy making people feel weak and the enemies feel like tanks that is such a lazy form of difficulty but if all of a sudden prism and rainbow burns active and that other perk we talked about that other modifiers active were like if i pull out my arc gun i'm gonna take more damage from arc right so do i want to pull it out right now like player decision and player loadout like i'm strong but i'm also taking lots of damage it's a nice trade-off that's way more exciting than yeah man you can make it really hard and go for a really high score why is it hard Everything's way stronger than you, and you're really weak. Like, put me right the frick to sleep. I Like, we added zeros to everything's health bar and zeros to their damage output. Oh, neat. So I have to play the game like this. Hide, pick, 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 pick. Hide, pick, 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 pick. Hide. Like, that's fun. That's fun content. Like, I... Hiding from from Volus to Ark was fun under the stairs because you know his health was stupidly too high and they admitted that later on. You know what I'm saying? Was that fun content? No, it wasn't. Especially when the nightfall was finally over and you didn't get anything. As testified by the Big Show the one time, <laughs> that was a funny interview. Uh, Buffish, don't you think one of the biggest problems right now is the lack of strong legendary weapons apart from EP Shoddy? Well, yeah, yeah, and that, and that, and that is related, so like, okay, there's a weapon depth problem in Destiny 2, that's a huge problem that touches on a bunch of things, right, my energy weapon problem video, I got a shotgun, uh, the lack of perk diversity, you know, the Midnight Coup and the Ikalos Shotgun are still basically the strongest PvE loadout, and then you just take your pick of an exotic power, right? Thunderlord, 1k voices, Sleeper Whisper, and then you're done. So, the, the the weapon depth problem is huge. So when someone's like, oh, they just need to do this, or oh, they just need to do that, 
it's a it's a big big far-reaching problem and all of it all of it all of it can be traced back to destiny 2 vanilla launch double primary we are living in that shadow still still because they were probably pressed for time right we'll give them random rolls well i mean what's random rolls good if there's only two active perks on a gun oh we'll add more perks to the gun okay cool random rolls a mod system more perks on the gun more active perks on the gun right guess what got left out of that equation new perks and perk diversity and perk depth right so Bungie can only do so much something was going to get shortchanged and what got shortchanged was the shallow end of the pool is perk depth perk diversity perk power so I give them a pass right like I've said before they threw the kitchen sink at us they gave us a ton of stuff they did a ton of changes to the game and that's good right but there are some things that got left out and that's one of the things that got left out so and that doesn't mean they can't fix it it doesn't mean it won't get fixed it just means when they were putting together forsaken i think that they could only do so much and I think just certain things just got left out. That being one of them. So. Dude, when Thunderlord has a better TTK on this boss than Chaos Reach. Like, whew, wow. Uh, Loot Dragon. Perhaps one change is a simple introduction of weapon mods that add the elemental damage to primary weapons. Ooh, I like where your head is at. Let's go. Therefore, the choice would be between counterbalance or solar damage somebody hire this man uh give players a choice now secondary primaries can carry more impactful mods there's so much more to do with the mod system yeah maybe oh heavyweights on duh milo sorry it's not necessarily better than chaos reach heavyweights on on top of arc burn that's correct that's true that's true i like this idea i like this idea Cause then you're making me choose. Well, Lono, do you want targeting adjuster or do you want arc burn? Arc burn. <laughs> you don't even have to think about it, right? Do you want counterbalance or do you want solar burn? Solar burn, solar burn. Just give me solar burn. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't need. I don't need counterbalance. Get counterbalance. The frick out of here. Get the frick out of here, right? <laughs> you know. Get it out of here. Um. Oh, I gotta, I gotta do something for our, uh, um, our, we, we renewed our tag. Sorry, I shouldn't be doing this during Q&A. Um, next question. Uh, Natty, Natty says, do you find it concerning that the majority of loadouts so consist of Midnight Coup, Ikelosh, Shotgun, Sleeper Whisper, but moves people away from the same setup? Good question. Kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm going to give you my my very quick answer that I say a lot. Two ways to change player behavior. You can restrict player behavior or you can incentivize player behavior. I think incentivization is the key and I think the Black Armory will help. Black Armory could bring new perks, new, you know, new guns, new strength, new stuff. So you're like, dude, that Icolos isn't keeping up with this or that whatever isn't keeping up with this right 100% they could do that 
they could do that. And I think that would be a cool way. That would be a really cool way to bring things forward and to change, change the established order. Yeah. We're not going to restrict player behavior. You can keep using those guns. It's totally fine. But these new guns over here are way, way cooler. See what I'm saying? Like that tension between respecting player investment and motivating new investment is difficult, right? If you, if you respect player investment for an infinitude always and forever, if the next $40 DLC, if we get another $40 DLC, the end of 2019, the taken queen, if my prediction is correct and they say, sure, bring everything with you. That's a problem. That's a, that's a potential problem. Because then your Ikalosh shotgun, any god rolls we get from the Black Armory, any new cool things they introduce during Penumbra or Joker's Wild can come with us. They're respecting our player investment. And then you're going to look at all the new stuff to go chase and you're going to go, why bother? There's that tension, man. It's difficult. Exotics should persist. Legendaries probably shouldn't. And I know people are going to disagree with me on that. No way, man. Are you kidding me? It took me forever to get a God Roll Warden's Law. Lono, you yourself spent hours going for a God Roll Warden's Law. Yeah, and you know what I want to do in the new content next year in September? I want to grind for a new God Roll hand cannon. Cause that's fun. Like, it's a it's a it's a it's a game. It's a game that at its core cries out to you and says, come chase this loot. And that cry gets muffled and, and muted when that that loot isn't as good as what you already have. It just it just it just automatically does. So uh Azuma Kazuma. What about there only being two types of weapons, heavy and everything else? So it's more of a weapon slot one or two, heavy slot with all kinetic and energy available in slot one or two. Yeah, I mean, I could get behind this. I, I could get behind this because um, then I could throw on my Horror's Least and a Badlander, right? The Horror's Least Pulse is dope, dude. It's really dope. I throw that on and I got my Badlander. Got all three. I got all three elements represented, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Then I would have to... Oh, see? See, now we're cooking with gas. What, what if a Dust Rock Blues was solar? I put a Dust Rock Blues down here. It's solar. I grinded for a God Roll Dust Rock. So I got my solar shotgun. I got my arc primary. And then I got, maybe I run void down here, like a void heavy. But then kinetic is useless. Not if all kinetics get randomly assigned an element. Mono think. Pinnacle weapons should not be left behind. Well, then congratulations. There's no pinnacle weapons in the future. There is a ceiling on what they can do. Last Wish Loot Pool is proof of that. You can only take the archetype of a one a 140 hand cannon, for example. You can only do so much within this archetype and its stats before it gets absurd. Do you see? Eventually, these stats are just going to get maxed out and it's dumb. It's just the, oh, pff, yeah, it's the best weapon ever and you're never going to unseat it. You're always going to hit a ceiling of like this god roll hand cannon is always a god roll hand cannon because it's a 140. It shoots at, the, at a rhythm 
and an effective range and a reload cycle and these perks in this perk pool land on it now someone might push back and say well hang on a minute lono what if the new hand cannons in the taken queen we don't know that it's a taken queen but we're going to use it as a placeholder what if all the new hand cannons in taken queen get access to perks that are better than those perks sure but again there's only so much you can do there's only so much you can do what are you going to do to a, a 140 hand cannon in in the taken queen that's going to make it like measurably better than my god roll better devils Oh, it'll have more range. Okay, a little bit extra range. It's reloaded faster. Okay, like I, I, it's the 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 difference is so minimal. Am I really gonna go grind that strike for that god roll hand cannon that has something called um hardened outlaw? So it's outlaw is faster than my outlaw. You know what I mean? Or hardened accurized rounds? And you're like, wow, the range is better. I mean, come on. You're always going to hit that ceiling. I'm saying not forgotten Luna Claymore. Oh, yeah. I, I've i said this before, dude. I've said this before. Power, right? Power paints Bungie into a corner. It paints them into a corner. All these people, all this time, all this investment to get their 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 Luna's howl, and guess what? If they have to leave it behind, that is a huge kick in the groin. I mean, that is just a nut kick right there. Just bam. That would not be nice. But you're painted into a corner. Then you're painted into a corner. What are you gonna add in? season 10 or 12 or 13 whatever like what are you going to add in the taken queen that makes that pvp guy care what's he going to chase right i'm telling you it starts to break down you literally end up in a corner you paint yourself in a corner where you're like we can't make anything better than the lunas and the not forgotten there's a ceiling on that archetype there's only so much we can do to make the gun ridiculous the reload silly, the damage efficiency silly. Um, so, SMH2419. We have random rolls on guns. Why not also have the stats be random? That would make things so interesting. Mm, no, no, uh-uh. That sounds good, but man, oh man, no. You're talking about a grind for that. That's a min max grind that would be, I think, too extreme because you could get a God roll perk combination and then you're like, oh, but the range on this one, it rolled with terrible range. I think when you have the the base stats on top of the random rolls, that's fine. And then there's a level of min maxing with masterwork and mods that's not the game that destiny is thank you for 20 months d flawless yo it's a resub thank you very much i can't do the voice my voice is slowly recovering and the yo it's a resub voice is too much random stats would be what i call an overswing right you're sw- you're 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 overswinging you're you're overreaching you're overcorrecting whatever whatever terminology you want to use that's too much 
Uh, buffish. Uh, don't you think... Wrong mouse. Don't you think one of the biggest problems right now is the lack of strong legendary... You've already asked that. Yes, that multiple times. The flawless. Since we have a tease of Tlaylock coming back, how do you feel about class-specific weapons making a comeback? I mean... That could be a cool way to bring back elements. Yeah, what if... What if your subclass added that element to your primary weapon, but then had detriments, right? What if solar damage slowed the fire rate down, right? What if void damage lowered the range? And what if arc lowered the impact or something like that? So when you put on an arc subclass, it changes the element of your kinetic weapon, but then it has a bit of a detriment, right? I didn't see the Tlaylock T, so I'm not even sure what this person's talking about. They might have to, uh, they might have to illuminate us in the chat. Uh, I get too hard. I don't. By the way, to answer their question, I don't like um, class-specific weapons. I don't. Oh, a skin for the Thunderlord is the Tlaylock T's. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm not a fan of. Um, gun specific to class sorry grandpa's in town and they're having a lot of fun upstairs so I apologize about some of the booms and the bangs um they should probably go up into their rooms and play but there's more there's so much room in the living room I'm not gonna ask them to do that I'm gonna let them have their fun and you're just gonna have to listen to bangs and booms on the podcast (laughs) token BG what if maybe have exotic mods to where you can get elements onto kinetic weapons but make them super rare I like that too that's a good combination of what somebody else said and people being like, well, what if it's an exotic with an element, like the, like the Zalo? I like this. You know, what if you have to turn in so many mods to get an exotic? Right? The low-res wrapping paper ornament apparently is a Tlaylock uh, hint. Buffish. Um, man, Buffish, like, I, if Buffish is here, I'm actually going to... Um, I'm actually gonna tan. I'm gonna time them out for ten minutes, cause like you are a like a grand, grand dum dum. You submitted the same question like seven times. Nightbot literally says your question has been submitted. Thank you. Like, try not to be so 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 bad at submitting questions. Like it literally says it in chat. It couldn't be clearer. Once or twice I'd give it to you, but I feel like you're being a douche on purpose. I would love to see how long they're they've had an account, um, cause. That feels trollish. Uh, Joski, what do you think the game would be like if year one weapons were viable, meaning they could be brought to max light? They already are. You can infuse all year one weapons to max light. If you feel like using, uh, if you feel like using your midnight coup, and you want to make it six hundred, go right ahead. Pull it out of the collection and go to town. Like go to town. Year one weapons can be uh, infused all the way up. So, uh, wait, where was I? Oh, here we are. Uh, mustache, don't don't delete them. Don't delete them. You're messing up my order now. Just leave them. Just leave them, because now you're making the questions move on me. It's fine. It's easy for me to skip a dupe question. You're making everything move on me. Um. 
I had a thought yesterday. If elemental primaries were introduced, chromatic fire could become more useful. Uh, giving every precision kill firefly. Right, it makes chromatic really strong. Like when you use chromatic with the... Um, when you use chromatic... No worries, soul. I know you're trying to help me, dude, and I appreciate it, but it's just making everything shift up on me. It's making the cells and the spreadsheet shift up. Um, yeah, chromatic fire right now is a lot of fun uh, with with Ace of Spades because you get two element explosions. You get the firefly and then you get whatever elements on your subclass. I agree. Uh, could you team up with Glad or Dado for these talks? Uh, I don't really like teaming up with people for talks like this. I like doing my own thing. They make their content, I make mine. Um... I don't really, I don't really do stuff with other content creators anymore. I don't enjoy doing it. It's so, so difficult to get people to respond to DMs. Then when they finally respond to DMs, you live in different time zones. Your schedules are different. I'm just too busy, gen- genuinely. That's why we don't do guests on the Rageless Roundtable anymore. It's just a freaking headache. It's a headache that I don't have time for. So, um, uh. Egg roll ghost. Black armory. If not enough weapons bring uh, end content for Destiny, will this be a turning point for the game? Or microtransactions might hinder the game's uh, reason for having enough guns to bring back. I don't think they're ever going to use microtransactions as a way to get us gear. Microtransactions are very clearly being still firmly rooted in vanity items and even giving people the ability to go and purchase like old, you know, emotes and stuff. So I'm not worried about microtransactions hindering anything like that. Not to that degree. Uh, I do think um, I do think that microtransactions are going to continue to have a presence. I think direct purchase options. I, I wouldn't be surprised if by this time next year the Eververse is huge and there's tons of stuff in there you can buy anytime you want. And I think that's totally fine if it's all vanity items. Um, just because I know Activision wants more revenue coming in and it doesn't hurt the game as long as we're able to grind for loot I'll let go of that if it helps the game stay profitable and keeps investors happy truly, I mean I I truly do I don't think our gameplay experience gets hindered when they put like more skins and stuff in there, Uh, it doesn't really hurt us so and I don't know about a turning point it's an annual pass piece of content, it's only $10 uh, Scytherix as someone who couldn't buy Forsaken when it dropped and just now completed the campaign, what should I do now? Um, you just now completed the Forsaken campaign? I don't know. Do whatever you want. There's milestones to grind every day and every week. Uh, you can try to hit 600. You can try and go for if there's certain guns that you want or certain pieces of armor that you want. Just go to Google and YouTube and be like, where do I get this? There's some intentional farms in the game like I'm doing right now. Grind a nightfall over and over again for a certain weapon. So set your sights on stuff and go after it. It's not up it's not up to me to tell you what to value. That's up to you. The white devil. Do you think the problem is bringing up the weapons with every new DLC? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we just touched on that. Respecting player investment and and incentivizing player investment are in attention. There's a tension there. I if you keep letting us bring midnight coup and other weapons with us and Ikelos shotgun, they're not going to suddenly become less amazing right I don't care what perks you add to the game okay I don't care what perks you add to the game unless you change the way that high rate of fire shotguns do damage to bosses unless you change the way that Ikelos does damage with trench barrel that gun isn't going to go away anytime soon it isn't 
It isn't. So, as long as you can infuse it up, I mean, Ikelos Shotgun will be in every single raid layer in this coming year. Why? <laughs> Unless they do something where you can't hit the boss, you're too far away, then snipers will take over, then everybody just use Whisper. You know what I'm saying? Portante. Doesn't true elemental primaries devalue all uh, elemental primaries? No. Uh-uh. It doesn't. Elements don't do anything other than shield pop. That's it. That's it. And then when there's a burn. Burns and element, like all that stuff, match game, all that stuff, there's more potential variety and dynamics if we can have all three elements in our gun loadout. Three guardians in a fire team, three guns, three elements, three subclasses. Three to the three, three to three, three to three. Like, it just makes sense to be able to have one element on each gun. It just does. It lines up with the rest of the game, like logically. It 100% just lines up. And so, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Bowers, I want more ways to chase loot. Guns, armor, ships, sparrows. But at the same time, uh, more variety in the loot to collect as well. What do you think would be the ideal way to get that into the game while increasing our freedom to play how we want? Well, I mean, when you, you do what I talked about, there's more to chase, more combinations. You know, you might not feel like you have to run the same primary all the time. Uh, whether the game, you know, motivates that or you just feel like chasing something. Uh, added to the fact that more diverse perks would help too, because then you're like, I really want to get that new perk, and I really want to get it on a pulse, and I may want it on a hand cannon. Somebody else may want this new perk on an auto rifle. So then we go and we do that. Now, I think, I think the strike-specific loot should drop from the strikes at a decent rate, even when you're just running strikes normally, and then they have a higher drop rate and they have a better chance of having some of their levels of masterwork filled and then the curated role only can drop then in nightfall so they create like a spectrum of care and concern so the more casual player can just be playing strikes and be like oh I got a warden I got a warden's law cool but they can't get it curated and it doesn't roll with any levels of masterwork invested in whenever you grind nightfall you have a higher chance of getting you know higher masterwork versions uh, and then you have a chance to get the curated role as well. So. that's be, That would be how I would set up the spectrum. Hit slap. I'm a brand new player. What's the best way to level cap other than gear cheese? No such thing as gear cheese. Just do all the milestones. It's the red markers. Whenever you go to the director and you see yellow markers, do those yellow markers for powerful uh, drops. RT Mayday, assuming that Bungie did take us to the D1 weapon system, do you think having the mod system we have now, but allowing mods different elements, would help with this issue? Yeah, somebody, we've gotten this this answer a couple of times in a couple of different ways. Doing mods for elements instead, maybe even having it be an exotic mod that's hard to get and hard to obtain or expensive or something. Uh, uh, uh Jothan, was reactive reload which is kill clip and crowd control which is rampage as relevant in D1 as they are in D2 oh I have no idea I don't remember I don't remember maybe 
I think people generally just pivoted and, and, and were attracted to Outlaw. I think people were more attracted to Outlaw than anything. In PvE, at least. Feeding Frenzy was nice, too. Finley Dunlop. Do you think Scout Rifles should be reworked as they aren't popular in Destiny 2? If you don't think they should be reworked, then what should be done about them? Okay, the, here's the problem with Scouts, okay? <sighs> and we're living in the shadow of double primary. So try and try and bear with me here. I'm gonna try I'm trying to make a big arching point, okay? They designed the enemy's agility, enemy movement, and the encounters around double primary. And if you don't believe me, just look at how often enemies are engaging you at the same time, both really close and really far away. Okay? So the, the the really agile situations when they're really close to you that's when you pull out like the auto rifle and the hand cannon uh, you know highly agile weapons that can that feel good at close range <clears throat> they feel like good at like close to medium range and then when stuff's engaging you at long range you would be like oh let me get out my scout rifle for those guys at long range I don't necessarily have to push them I can kind of hang back back here I just kind of cleared some of these guys at close range so the engagements themselves have been designed around a lot of the pain coming from people being really close, but then people being really, really far. And so you could justify using scout rifles when there was two primaries because it's like, well, I might as well, right? I might as well pull out my Manana Nan because I just got a couple of these guys up close with a hand cannon and then, you know, or my auto rifle or my grenade. And now I'm going to pull out my Manana Nan. Well... It's a lot harder to justify doing that now. Because when the enemies get really, really close to you, man, oh man, do you feel like a scout rifle is a pile of crap. You're like, dang it, I just can't stay up to, I can't stay in touch with the rhythm of the fight. Like what I just did right there, right? So, given how fast we are, I think most people just pivot to a hand cannon because they're like hand cannon hits good at mid and kind of mid to far it's great for close range it's 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 a good all around weapon and closing gaps isn't difficult at all not to mention you have a strong motivation to close gaps when you're running the Ikelos shotgun because you close gaps and you barrel stuff and then you just shred whatever it is that, you know it's giving you trouble so I think a lot of people just pivot to hand cannons because they're like why would I use a scout a scout shoots in a similar rhythm to a hand cannon, but it just it's not good for close range fighting. I don't know how you fix it because again, they developed so much of this game in the era of double primary where you would have been like, yeah, I definitely want to have a scout and a hand cannon for this strike because there are times it's nice to pull that scout out and start popping heads from far away and thin the herd. Now it's like if I use a scout and anything gets close to me, I feel like I'm severely, severely hindered. And then, I, I, you know, I, there's so much agility in the enemies. They're so fast and they're so close. I'd rather just run a hand cannon. And then when they're far away, I just close the gap and get close to them. So I would say snipers need a huge buff and scouts need a good buff too because a scout should feel like you're trading right this thing is a just it destroys at range but you're trading right well you're trading some of that agility when they get close to you it's a little bit harder to use like a sniper rifle right but it has that it has that 
that lethality at range so you're like I'm gonna play different like in this room right now bam that guy should be dead bam dead bam dead with a scout bam dead but then I'm not pushing up I'm staying back I'm, I'm playing in the lane of the weapon that I'm using Darkoth says what do you think about expanding the modifier pool to include exotic elemental modifiers Like an exotic modifier with extended mag plus solar damage. Oh, you're not talking about modifiers to the strikes. You mean like mods to weapons? Yeah, we've gotten this question a lot. I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good move to maybe make it not so easy to get a kinetic with an element. Couch potato. Do you feel weapon balance patches is enough for you, or should they do more frequently to promote weapon changes? All right, I. I know why. I know why they they do what they do in Fortnite and what they did in Destiny. You change everything and then everything everybody like shifts and the pendulum swings. They make certain guns bad and then other guns good. I don't think the pendulum swing is smart. I think the pendulum swing is frustrating and you're creating false relevancy. Well, yeah, this gun's relevant now, but in, you know, 3 months they'll make it crap and then they'll make all these other guns good. I think that's just false relevancy. I think you can raise guns to be good in their context and then you can use perks and other other things to maybe motivate using different guns at different times and in different ways. It's not easy, but I also think what we talked about already, if you can have that element on that kinetic, it opens up some of the opportunities then for cooler perks and cooler strike modifiers and nightfall modifiers to be like, no, you really want to run a scout, you know, etc. I think the pendulum swing is just so false. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I spent all this time grinding for a god roll hand cannon and you just made them, you know, not as good as they used to be. And you made scouts really, really strong to try to motivate me to go after scouts. I mean, that's... You're like, we've used this explanation before. If you go into a room and there's children playing and they're all crowded around the trains and they're all playing with the trains and they're ignoring the blocks in the corner. And you're like, we really want kids to play with the blocks. You know, we spent money on those blocks and the train table's getting kind of crowded and they're kind of arguing, right? You don't go in the room and go over to the trains and break them in half and be like, yeah, don't you want to go play with the blocks now? We just made these, look at these trains, they suck. These trains are garbage, kids. Go play with the blocks. The kids are going to be like, well, yeah, I guess we'll go play with the blocks because you broke our trains. Like, thanks, I guess. Instead of going in and be like, let's make the blocks way cooler. Let's add lights to the blocks. Let's, you know, let's do let's do this or that or make you know make make a make a castle out of the blocks so then they see like oh look what you can do with the blocks you can make a castle that's really cool i want to build a castle i like castles i just read a castle book with my dad last night like you know what i'm saying you don't break the trains to get them to play with the blocks don't break our prized weapons to get us to play with other weapons right stabbing king do you think there should be weapons or better loot tied to trial seals titles i mean Maybe. Trials isn't around right now, so can't really answer that question. Better loot and tied to seals? Maybe. Or maybe a, uh, it opens up a loot grind that you can't get access to till you get the seal. I don't know. 16 months from Charlie Hustle. Appreciate you having constructive, healthy conversation. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Uh, the Jeebus Spy Crab. 
Should elemental damage have different effects on enemies and guard than guardians? Like maybe have solar damage deal burn damage over time, and it would, and if enough dealt quickly, a huge solar explosion would occur. Similar to God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn. I know this will be a might bit much. No, this isn't a bit much. This is literally an idea that I've espoused before. If you create intrinsic intrinsic qualities and benefits to all the elements. And again, like you're saying, not necessarily in the Crucible, but in, 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 in PvE. So if you do enough damage with Void, it creates like a mini tether. Like you said, with Solar Dot or an explosion, arc damage could do chain lightning or blinding effects. Yeah, we've, we've, we've actually had this idea before, and I think it's a great idea. Mock Nix, would you advocate for being able to put a given exotic in any of the three slots? What about being able to grind for different elements on the weapon other than the one currently it has now? I don't want to create a monster that they can't ra- they can't nail to the ground, right? I don't want to create a monster they can't nail to the ground. If they if it, too much freedom creates problems with respect to we just we we go in and we're like if you do this with void and move tractor cannon and this with void and then you get all into all these problems because they gave us a cool weapon called tractor cannon and then our freedom with respect to elements on guns, you know creates a a power a power threshold that that is that is bad for the content so you got to be careful you got to be careful so i don't know if this is a good idea uh with the new uh from the truth will set you free with the new weapon thunderlord do you think they need to increase more exotic quest lines i mean i got a lot of grief on twitter for saying i feel like there should have been more of a grind or at least make people put forth some effort to get the thunderlord and I don't feel like I really, I don't, I didn't say it should take you a month to two months to get it, or you're going to have to beat your head against a grindy wall to get it. I just said, um, you should have to put forth some effort. It's as strong as other, you can take us to the tower, Milo. I don't care. It's as strong. As long as we just get back into the loop again, it's as strong as other exotic heavies. It like the damage it does is stupid against bosses. That's fine. That's fine, by the way. I think it's awesome. What did I say when people asked me about what I thought about the Thunderlord? I said, it's only going to matter if it can compete with the other exotic uh, heavies. And it does. And it was insanely easy to get. Oh, it's a, it, they're, they're getting us excited about... They're getting us excited about Black Armory. Okay. And they could still get us excited about Black Armory by having at least a reasonable quest to get one of the strongest exotics in the game right now like I you have thumbs and turned on destiny here's the strongest exotic in the game what I've grinded how many raids how many times have we grinded the raid with people like silent and he can't get a 1k voices and they drop thunderlord in the game that breaks literally breaks encounters in the raid and all you had to do was boot the game up and have thumbs and a brain like I'm not even insulting people I'm literally saying like you didn't even have to do anything I'm not saying people are stupid or bad at the game I'm saying you weren't even you weren't even required to do anything as a casual player you weren't what lost sectors come on come on like something something I don't know again they can paint themselves into a corner real quick if they're not careful Here's a real strong exotic. Everybody gets it for free. Requires zero effort. Sweet. Dope. New content comes out. Uh, Thunderlord is better than all these power weapons. Frick. 
Oh, uh, here's Joker's Wild. Yeah, Thunderlord's better than all these exotic power weapons. Oh, uh, frick. Whoops. Um, it, but this thing's pretty. It, don't you want it because it's pretty? Nah, man. Thunderlord's better. I'm not going to grind for something that's going to take that long. I'm going to grind for the Malfeasance, and it's not even that. It's not even really worth using, right? I went to the tower, pushed a couple buttons, did some lost sectors uh, with my eyes closed, and I got the strongest exotic in the game. So... It's dangerous, man. It's dangerous to give people power so 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 liberally. It really is. Just watch. I'm telling you. Just watch and pay attention. It, it can it can cause problems. They can paint themselves into a corner. Yo, what's good, Libra? JD Gamer, do you think the new DLC will release in December with us still having no trailer or reveal stream out yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to release probably December. What, what did we say? December the 4th, I think. Like a we're going to have one week of like a limbo week where nothing like the resets and stuff will happen but there'll be like a non-season week probably between November 27th and December I think it's December the 4th um let me look at the calendar yeah 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 I think it's gonna be a limbo week and then December the 4th will be when the new uh when the new season starts uh the Jeebus Spy Crab should elemental damage have different effects on enemies? You guys are submitting questions multiple times. I'm not sure why uh, you guys are doing that. Uh, Shadowy Luke, if all weapons having elements would be implemented, wouldn't it allow for enemies only vulnerable resistant to specific elements? Even further, wouldn't that give a reason to use pure kinetic weapons uh, being decent against everything? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you could have kinetic weapons and then elemental kinetics or something like that. I don't know. I see what you're saying. You could be like, I don't really like running a hand cannon in the primary slot with solar because there are enemies that are resistant to solar and then I have to switch and I don't like that, you know? Uh, Fika Bullen says, what do you think about PvE and PvP specific perks? I'm not saying all the perks on the gun, but maybe one row. I don't think they have to do this and I'll tell you why. There are already perks that are clearly better in PvE than they are in PvP, right? We just need more of them. They kind of misfired on Desperado. Desperado's a little bit more built for PvE than it is built for for PvP. And um, definitely there's other things too, like... uh, I think think Rampage is a little bit better in PvE. It's, it's, It's just built for... And, it, and it's understandably built around you getting rapid kills, which doesn't happen in PvP that often, like a times three rampage, right? And then your kill clip. Kill clip's more built for PvP because it's on the reload. It's a little bit easier to pace your reload with engaging in combat. So there are already perks like that that I think you can kind of build for one side of the game over the other. Like Genesis, right? Genesis is built for PVE, you break a shield and if you match the element of their shield like it reloads the gun and generates ammo so you just have to dig down further into that, right? I We don't necessarily need to have an entirely new perk tree on a gun um, I think you over I think you over complicate stuff like that, you know what I mean? The horror story was more difficult to get than the Thunderlord, yeah exactly uh, 
What if more enemies in PvE had elemental shields to compensate for how easy PvE has become, as well as the idea of having elemental primaries? This again goes well, like right in line with what I was saying. Like, if you give us elemental primaries, true elemental primaries, right? A better devils with a with an element, and then a badlander, and then a thunderlord. Like I have three different elements on, right? If you gave us that, just like in Ori in the Blind Forest, when you could justify making certain sections really, really difficult because you knew the player could put a checkpoint right there, Bungie could justify making certain pieces of content significantly harder or more dominated by shields because it could be like, you have elemental primaries now, like true elemental primaries, like play smart, you know, play smart, like run three elements and manage the shields because generally that's the only function of elements anyway in in pve is to slow you down a little bit with the shield so yeah 100 that could be just one other way to make the content feel more vibrant and more challenging tribal uh do you think that the elements mechanic has a potential beyond uh simply popping shields Bungie could come up with cool perks and synergies like um, for loadouts that either specialize in one element or spread them out across. Chain lightning for multiple arc hits in a row. Burn from solar ones. Yeah, like we've already touched on this, like intrinsic benefits. What you're saying is you could benefit from running like all arc or something. Like that's like a set bonus. Um, and it wouldn't just be about popping shields at that point. It would be like, no you you definitely want to run that hand cannon since yeah it's not the best roll but if you're running two arcs then that gives you an intrinsic bonus to arc damage or something Lindsay jr do you think we should have left the year one guns behind like in d1 um i think the more we look at it i think the more we look at it and the more we look at how they've set everything up uh yes um I would say, and Valiant, I saw your whisper. If you're still here, Valiant, you can un, uh, you can unban that person. I trust you guys on unbans like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think we should have brought our D1 weapons with us. Because here's what would have happened. All right, I'm going to tell you what would have happened. I'm going to tell you what would have happened. Everybody would have complained. Everybody would have belly ached and gotten mad. And they still would have played, and they had gotten over it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, come on, man! I finally got a midnight coup. Are you serious? Okay, fine. And then they'd grind for a new hand cannon, right? I finally got the Icolos. Are you are you kidding me? You know? Well, then you'd grind for a God Roll Badlander. You know? You you a hundred percent would have frustrated people, but I think they would have gotten over it. Because the people most frustrated, the people that play the most, the people that play the most are going to play the most, and they're going to go for the stuff. So. Stabbing King. Do you think they should cap light on DLC weapons like Ikelos? Yeah, we just touched on this. Antog. Should they bring back the old raids from D1? 100% yes, bring them back. Either put them in the Infinite Forest and make different versions of them, uh, like a Dark Future, uh, or different Past of Vogue or something, and then we can get different versions of the weapons and different versions of the fights or like Nova hands idea. He put it on Reddit. You guys should, we should try and find that and really promote that thread where the infinite forest would 
have like let's say the opener is the wrath opener and then the next fight is uh war priest and then the next fight is axis and then the next fight after that is uh something from you know crota so like it mix and matches different pieces of the raid so it's different every single time right so melandria how about this non-heavy weapons could fill either slot but have a set element depending on which slot it's in better devils is arc and the kinetic but solar and the energy i mean that's cool that sounds like a lot to manage from bungie's balancing standpoint but that sounds really cool tyler can someone with only vanilla game no dlc get thunderlord i don't actually know the answer to this question we'll have to go to chat for that i think yes i think it's a non i think it's a non dlc piece of content i think i'm pretty sure it is chris uh chris the traveling hippie do elemental primary do less damage than primaries without elemental damage uh, people in chat are saying yes. You can get the Thunderlord if you don't any of the, if you don't own Forsaken DLC. There you go. Yeah, there's something I don't know the exact math, but if you use an elemental primary, it doesn't get as much crit multiplier. So when you use Nation of Beasts and you're popping shields and going for headshots, you're getting less damage efficiency on those headshots because it's not a kinetic. Noth twenty one. Do you think the roles and mods can be confusing for new players, specifically when it comes to weapons? I actually think the weapon system is confusing. It is. Because you have a hand cannon down here, and it has bur- a solar burn on it, and it's a prime, but it says primary. Okay? So it's a primary weapon, but again, it's it's not up here at the top. It's not like in a pri- That's a primary weapon, too. Uh, well, this is a special weapon. Wait, okay. There's a special weapon. Um, oh, I see over here. Oh, these are energy weapons these are kinetic weapons like it's just one weapon has like multiple classifications of the ammo that it uses where it lands you know i yeah i'm not saying it's like super hard to understand but it certainly isn't user friendly and it certainly isn't straightforward and clean like it was in d1 uh again primary weapons function it makes sense why do you think kinetic weapons have the multiplier on crits they have the multiplier on crits because that's kind of what they're doing they're landing lots of crits, they're dealing with the trash ads, and a lot of their perks and a lot of their structures are built around that. Outlaw, Rampage, stuff like this is built for that trash ad engagement. And then shotguns and fusion rifles and sniper rifles are sort of intrinsically built for you to be, you know, using them on the majors or the shielded enemies. Like, it just makes sense. Like, the spectrum of the guns kind of lands on the spectrum of the enemies. Right now, it's muddled and doesn't necessarily do that. Oh, I'm using an energy hand cannon, and I use that to pop shields. Now it's not as good at landing crits. I'll use a kinetic shotgun. There's not very many and not a great way to grind for a good one. So I guess I'll use this terrible... uh, What is the one from the Vanguard? Uh, I guess I'll use this from the Vanguard. You know, I got it from Zavala. And then your like your your loadout is just confused at that point. I'm gonna use a toil and trouble in the kinetic slot, which shotguns, their effective range, the way they do damage, they're not meant to be used on trash ads, but now it's a kinetic shotgun, which so I'm gonna use it on majors when they're not shielded, I guess. Like 
it just, I don't know. It just feels odd. You know, it just feels odd. If the toil was down in the energy slot with with, with an uh, element happened, you know? Oh, reset happened. I, yeah, it's after 12. Sorry. Let me grab some bounties. Good call out. Um, yeah. So, let me go to the next question. Snooter says, if sometime in the future they reintroduce... Uh, kinetic weapons firefly for kinetic weapons do you think it would be a good idea to add different versions with the different elements uh void fly arc fly possibly that could be cool yeah that could be cool what if what if what if uh like what if firefly put dot damage on the surrounding enemies and so its explosion wasn't as big or not as powerful and then uh what if arc fly did like chain lightning and then stunned or blinded those enemies. And then Void Fly would do like it would it would put Void on them and serve as like a uh, almost like a tractor cannon effect. They would all take more damage for just a, a, like I don't know five seconds. And they'd be kind of subdued. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Neolithic says, "What if light level influenced the effectiveness of perks on a gun?" Having a system where you need to do a set of tasks to bring the weapon forward. After getting an etheric light type item. Promoting use of guns from the current DLC. I mean, you would just infuse... You would just infuse the old guns to make them... You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't think that's, I don't think that's the right approach. Arctic Spartan. Do you think that putting trench barrel on other shotguns would fix the Icolos problem? Or to provide more variety in which shotgun to pick. No. The problem is not even necessarily Ikelos. It's that high rate of fire shotguns do so much damage to bosses. So I, I think Ikelos and high rate of fire shotguns function just fine against majors and shielded majors. But they shouldn't do the damage they do to bosses. Bosses should resist shotguns. Shotguns are not... They're not good damage against armor. Or at least they shouldn't be. XBZ, do you think having crotosized raids instead of a raid layer would be more appealing? Uh, so far, the raid layers seem to be based upon the current raid. Uh, crotosized raid would be unique with a different enemy race. Uh, I, I I got news for you, man. The raid layers are basically the size of the crota raid. Okay, what did you have at crota? You had lanterns, okay, bridge, and then you had two encounters in the boss room, right? So, what? There's like what one less thing to do. So Spire of Stars, you have the opening with the ball throwing. That's that's kind of like your, that's kind of like your lanterns, right? That's your opener. It's a cooler opener than lanterns. Arguably, lanterns wasn't even really an encounter, right? It's just run from the ads and then survive at the end. Uh, and then you. What do you do after that inspire? You go through the jumping puzzle and then there's two encounters in the boss room, right? So you're missing like one encounter. And it, I don't even think it's fair to count the, the the lanterns as an encounter, right? You're doing way more. The opening encounter, the opening encounter of Spire of Stars, you're doing way more than you do in the opener of Crota, right? The throwing of the balls, the maintaining the platforms and stuff. So I love totems, but I, I, I'm sorry, I love lanterns, but lanterns isn't necessarily an encounter to the degree that the opener of Spire is. 
So Crota is a raid layer for the most part. So I like the raid layer as much as the next person. I'm sorry, I like the the lanterns as much as the next person, but I mean it it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't a particularly like it was a unique encounter, right? But and Crota was like a fine wine. Crota aged really well with time because uh Crota aged really well with time. Cause the during Age of Triumph everyone fell back in love with Crota. I just think people had bad memories of needing Galahorn and people cheesing it and glitches and stuff. <clears throat> Crota was a good Crota was a good a good raid. It just wasn't the best. Case Jacob. Do you think it would be interesting if there was a way to upgrade rare weapons into legendary? I feel like there's tons of weapons. Yeah, I just feel like this is outside of the purview of Destiny. Here's what I think they should have done. Here's what I feel like they should do, at the very least. Is make you use blues a whole lot longer than you do. You just don't have to use blues for very long. Like, you use blues like... And then all of a sudden you're just legendary, legendary this, legendary that, legendary this, legendary that, you know? So, using blues longer could be good, using greens longer could be good. I just, I feel like there's a lot of armor and a lot of guns that just gets glossed over because it's just fodder. Like, in the middle of a, a mission or in the middle of a, you know, of a, of a play session, you play for like five minutes, you're like, this is trash, buy, this is trash, buy, trash, trash, trash. You're just dismantling green and blue after green after in blue. And it all just gets turned into nothing. So... Uh, mustache, mustache, mustastronaut. I like that mustastronaut. I don't know if you interact with trials, but do you think about the idea of not being able to stack subclass paths and weapons across the same team? I feel like it would make trials unique and truly competitive. I mean, trials needs a new spin put on it. I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's it. I feel like going back to elimination would be a good move. I don't feel they benefited much by the 4v4 I don't feel like they benefited much by survival uh, countdown's kind of fun countdown might be interesting with 3v3 um, so but you're trying to create like an overwatch balancing system so you don't have to face like four titans all running or you know or three titans all running what emerges to be like the best subclass or a subclass that's really hard to play against. I don't know what you have in mind, but I'm just saying that. Um, uh, maybe, maybe that'd be another way to make trials more like it's, you got to be intelligent with your team comp. You got somebody that's really, really good with arc strider. What if arc strider, you know, unveils itself to be, really stupid if you play against a three stack of all arc striders um i you know i don't know like nova warps if they're all running super mods would not be fun right like there's things that could emerge it might be worth saying no you if you can only have one nova warp you, you're not you're not going into trials with that many nova warps right that's ludicrous um you you could create i think maybe some good balance there I don't want to overstate it. I would want to. I would want to have Bungie really speak to why they did or didn't do that because I think it could be good. It really could be good. Um, 
to bring that that Overwatch like, oh wow, here's four Nova Warps. This is gonna suck, you know. Because then counters to subclasses become really important, right? Nova Warps, you're roaming, right? You need a good shutdown super for that. So each team has a shutdown and a roaming, you know, and maybe a defensive super. I don't know. Some really cool strategy could emerge from that. TJ Bolin, are you getting bored with your loadouts? I find myself getting tired of using the same weapons. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to use different stuff for that reason. That's why Thunderlord coming along is pretty cool. We can at least use, you know, a power weapon that's totally different than the ones we've been using for, you know, nine months. 1K doesn't feel that much different than Sleeper at the end of the day. I love 1K voices. It's a really fun gun. But, yeah, I've been just trying to use different things other than Ikelos shotgun. I refuse to use the, uh, I refuse to use, um... The Midnight Coup. I just won't touch it. I make myself use a different hand cannon. I never use Better Devils uh, in year one, so that's why I've been using um, the Better Devils, and that's why I've been grinding for a Warden's Law. I really want a Warden's Law with Rampage and Outlaw. Last question. Egg Roll Ghost, Black Armory. If not enough weapons bring the content for Destiny, will this be a turning point? Why are you guys doing that? Like, I feel like we've got some people that we need to ban. Um today i don't know i we're gonna watch that we're gonna watch that in the future if you submit the same question multiple times we're just gonna put you on a 24 i i think we have people using new new accounts and alt accounts since we created this new system of taking questions i think we have some of our question trolls back and we're just gonna start banning people for it like i'm gonna perma you for doing it it's one thing to do it once or twice but three different usernames today were submitting questions four and five times and i think it was on purpose so as with all of my content if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on twitter at sin and rage uh, as with all of my content i appreciate you watching or listening please like share and subscribe